0: Welcome back to another episode of Real Dad's Lead. I'm your host here, Dwayne Smith, and next to me is my my buddy Matt, Matt Hamilton.
1: Doing well? I'm doing well. <clears throat> I was wondering if you're going to run out of things to say whenever you introduce me. Yeah,
0: well, you're, I always say your name, and as long as I get that right, <laughs> I think I'm good <laughs> on there. So you had an exciting night last night.
1: Uh, yeah, it was good. It was fun. It was tiring. Tiring. Yeah, we went and saw the new Spider Verse movie. It was late. You went to late, late showing. Mm-hmm. Got home after midnight. Then All the baby right. didn't sleep. So, are you a
0: night person mm-hmm. in particular, or not really? I like to get up early. Okay. So you're earlier. Yeah, I, I
1: totally prefer to be up if I can a couple hours before everybody else.
0: Okay. So you're up early, which means you're tired at night, basically. Kind of, Unless yeah. you nap. Yeah, like bed.
1: I would prefer to go to bed around 10. 10 o'clock? Mm-hmm. And get up at? I Ideally around 5. 5. Wow. That's
0: pretty good. Uh, I have a biological clock right now that <coughs> gets me up at pretty much at 6, no matter what. Mm-hmm. So even if I go to bed at like 10. one or two in the morning, I will still wake up and mm. not be able to go back to sleep. At that's 6. rough. Mm. Yeah. So to get my eight hours in, I would have to get up at or go to bed at 10 too, but that's uh, tough for me. Cause if I do go to bed at 10, I generally wake up like at one and then I have to fight to go back to sleep. Mm. So everyone's different i guess everyone's different so you ready to hit this book here yep we are um looking at chapter six six on stepping up a call to courageous manhood by dennis rainey Mm -hmm. and um this chapter kind of gave some i don't know like four building blocks building blocks (coughs) on, on uh guiding Boys through boyhood, I suppose. Is that right? It's yeah. Kind of,
1: yeah. Kind of guiding dads.
0: Kind of dads. Guiding dads to guide boys through boyhood. Yeah, guide yeah, boys right. through boyhood. <laughs> and it talks a little bit about in the beginning, what was the quote? What was the quote? So
1: it's a Truett Cathy quote, which is uh, he's the founding member of uh, Chick fil A. It's better to build boys than mend men. It's better to build boys than to mend men i've heard it another way as well it's easier to build boys oh yeah Than mend men yeah i like
0: that both ways so um yeah it's a pretty true statement yeah, i mean just even in my own life um trying if i you know you kind of go back to so, oh man i wish when i was a boy that i had built these foundations yeah, yeah. you know and I wouldn't struggle in the way I do mm-hmm. for some of the things that I struggle mm-hmm. with.
1: Because now you're decades into a bad habit,
0: Yeah, for decades into bad habit, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, and then you also see it in, at least I see it in some of my kids. Like, I regret not having them do certain things mm-hmm. where, you know, they they got to find their own way and their own path as well. And they're going to develop, you know, and God ultimately is in control, but you know just feel like oh i could have made it easier if i mm-hmm. demanded these things from them you know rather than kind of catering to the um, i want them to have everything without working for it that's mm-hmm. less li- a little bit on my my side of you know we Jill and i just we we provided a lot of stuff without having them have to work for it yeah you know and so yeah i get that you know better or easier to build boys than it is to mend them in because, mm-hmm. yeah, I like that.
1: Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's, it's so many ramifications, right, for how we build or fail to build our boys. Not just for them personally, but whatever they, whatever mending they might need as men is going to affect their mm. wives. and right. It's going to affect their children. Right, And if they don't mend it, which is really difficult to mend something, you know, especially mm-hmm. when you're in the midst of the craziness of life, you might mm-hmm. even recognize that you need to, but it's just like, man, how do I find the time or not get distracted? Right. Mm-hmm. If it's not mended, they're going to pass it on to the next generation.
0: Right. It's hmm. good. So the chapter itself basically is, uh, talking about these four <clears throat> building blocks, building here. blocks. Um, I know he's kind of talked about those building blocks being like a GPS, mm-hmm. um, a guiding system, a guiding to help navigate through the trials and tribulations of boyhood, I mm-hmm. suppose.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think he's trying to say, make sure that you answer these four questions for your boy yeah. in his journey to manhood. He goes so far as to say, if even one of these questions is not answered, He's gonna miss out on life as God intended it to right. be. So these are really important questions yeah. we're about to
0: discuss. Yeah, I'm not sure I like the GPS analogies. So <laughs> why is that? Uh, I just think that we uh, we we are developing a generation that depends on the GPS mm. and don't have a sense in their own head of north, south, east, and west. Mm. Did we talk about this before? Yes. On air or off air? Both.
1: Actually, I don't know. Definitely off air a couple times. <laughs> you vented to me
0: more than once. Yeah. I just think that <laughs> in general, you know, and, and I think it still applies that if I were to rewrite what Dennis said, that I would like to have an ingrained GPS, mm-hmm. you know, not a GPS so that I can look at, but develop it. Internally, so they already have this sense of direction, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just it just frustrates me to know, in like, wh- why do you have to depend? On- <laughs> you, we've been to church thousands of times, you can't, you need a <laughs> GPS to get to church, you can't tell where we're at. Can't tell is that, where is we're that at. A thing for real? Oh, my goodness, yes. <laughs> oh, it may not be now from home to what the church, but you know, if we are somewhere that's not home. But somewhere they've been, like, right, right, like, yeah. like the the gym, from gym to the church. Like, you can't get there from the gym to the church. You, <laughs> we've been home to the gym all these uh, hundreds and hundreds of times. Been to church thousands of times, and you can't. Uh, it just frustrates me to know. <laughs> uh, or <clears> just <throat> tell somebody, like, you know, this is where we need to to go. And I'll start describing certain places. And I said this to your wife that the other day she was asking about directions to one of our jobs mm-hmm. and i told her i said i told her where it was and and i was telling her it's you know by the racetrack you know Scioto downs racetrack mm-hmm. and i guess that's somewhere what this hollywood casino now i think but at any rate um, <laughs> they were she was like Did you
1: say Sayota Downs? I did, yeah. You did, okay. Because she just told me racetrack. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking racetrack. I don't know any kind of racetrack. I was thinking (laughs) like cars.
0: Yeah, right. Okay, okay, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: The Sayota Downs
0: is a horse. Horse track, yeah, yeah, right. Horse racing, yeah. Yeah. But she's like, Dwayne, yeah, I have no No idea. Yeah, yeah, she hardly drives anywhere. Yeah. (laughs) But I said, you guys travel a lot. I know you've passed it (laughs) many times. (laughs) She's like, I'm just, uh, you know not paying attention yeah but and i would do that i don't know if you did that with um kai and corbin when they're driving do you make that i did because of what you said yeah like i'm not going to tell you where to go i just want you to figure this out yeah and they did well with it good now we'll see how the daughters do <laughs> <laughs> whole new ball of wax yeah <laughs> <laughs> so any rate that was my my gps rant if i've uh said that before sorry I've, I'll say it again, probably. <laughs> it just frustrates me to know it. All right, so let's uh, take a look at uh, these four building blocks. What was mm-hmm. the? I uh, will. We'll just list them all. for it was character, relationships, um, in and, and identity, 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 and mission. Right? That's correct. Yep, identity and mission. So let's just kind of go through each one. Um, maybe it just uh. Like if you can just give us a synopsis Mm -hmm. and then we can discuss maybe. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, so building block number one, character. The question is, what is wise and what is foolish? What is wise, what is foolish? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, Dennis likes to define character as response ability or the ability to respond rightly Mm -hmm. to authority and to different challenges or obstacles one might face. Okay kind of forks i think I, the picture that i'm getting is you know we come up to these forks in the road yeah. throughout our life there's a right way and there's a wrong way or there's a good way and there's a better way right mm-hmm. teaching our boys to have the wisdom to discern the right or the better
0: yeah and the courage to to choose it so have you heard of the like the little i don't know if it's a saying or what have you that um basically they're just saying that no matter success in life basically is not on what circumstances you're in but how you respond oh yeah yeah i've yeah. heard that kind mm-hmm. of saying or whatever yeah focus on the family did something
1: i there was a big long quote we used to have it in our fridge i think and essentially it was you can't control 99 of what happens to you mm-hmm. but you can always control how you respond, how you respond. to what happens to you yeah. yeah
0: yeah i think the ohio state football team has that was one of their like mottos as well Mm -hmm. a part of it Mm -hmm. just the way you respond to different situations so yeah that is a um yeah so a a wise way or a foolish way Mm -hmm. yeah so just in general what are some any there's is there anything you've done particularly or wish you had done particularly to (sighs) encourage character in your kids Mm. i'll tell you one thing that we did well there was a time where um, I was just like the respect of the South really, you know, touches my heart. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Kind yes, of sir. Says. Yes, okay. ma'am. And that was just just not the same here. Mm. But I would make my kids do it. Um, the so to encourage it, I would you know we had a little money jar so mm-hmm. every time they said yes sir or, yes ma'am they got like a penny or a nickel or whatever in their money jar and once they build it up so far they could you know go buy something or they're they build it up enough to get uh, some kind of prize or something like that yeah um and then i would also try myself to model it so sometimes when jill would call me i would say yes ma'am to her mm-hmm even though, you know, as, an, as a as the husband, I didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, and I still do that every once in a while, I'll say that. And I just the other day I heard my son Luke, Caitlin, at said something. Just <laughs> he said, said that Luke, to his wife. she goes, yes, ma'am, <clears throat> ma'am. And I was like, nice. Look hey, at that. something stuck. <laughs> yeah. But that was just a way to produce that kind of character of respect Mm, so
1: there Um, were a reward system and there was uh setting an example modeling yeah 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 nice yeah i mean character we really try a lot of this just comes out in our bible time you know like as we're reading through something we will have conversations about what is wise and what is not wise i mean it's just a very natural time for us to have that conversation but outside of that i really try to be a parent who just stands around in the kitchen, for example, and talks with their kid. You know, like just hears them out on their day at work, or you know, and and ask questions. You know, anything funny happen at work today, or anything stressful, or whatever. Or how was your date? You know, with um, so and so, and uh, what would you guys do? And in inevitably character conversations come up in right, those right, all the time right. it's a very natural way and it's very it's like real time it's immediately applicable to them and i find now after doing that for several years since they were younger um that they will ask me you know they'll just ask me for their advice still mm. you know and, and they're 16 and 17 almost and yeah. the girls do the same so well,
0: that's kind of cool. I want to say one more thing about the yes, ma'am, yes, sir. Since you saw the Spider Verse movie, did you notice how when some of the kids were addressing the parents and they were just calling them by their oh, yeah, yeah, first name? They did not like, like that. Yeah, I yeah, no. didn't like that. I I still bristle. Miles' parents really? Yeah, I still bristle when people when, call you. The- but if they're younger than I am, <clears throat> like not like tons younger, but if mm-hmm. they are kids. And they call me by my first name. Even now, like kids that are my kids' age, yeah. If they call me by my first name, I bristle. Yeah, I mean, I don't like I get on true. there. I don't get in, get on them or anything. You don't like, put I them just, in a headlock like, or anything. Yeah, no. But it's kind of a thing. Like, I, and it's not like I I demand respect or anything. Yeah, right, right. It just, just seems unnatural, that, disordered. Yeah. Yes, I guess that's what it
1: is. Yeah, I think I think that's true. I feel that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I the, I can think of some of our kids friends and girlfriends who definitely I mean they'll say Mr. Hamilton. Yeah. I mean at the at the very least I think some of the younger kids who are maybe a little bit closer to our family will say Mr. Matt mm-hmm. but there's still a Mr there. Yeah, right you know? right right right.
0: Yeah, and I I think that's something we need to get back to.
1: Yeah, no I think know? that's I think it's good. I I th- I really do think it's good because I mean he's talking about the ability to respond rightly to authority mm-hmm. it's just kind of this um ever present recognition and reminder that you are actually my elder right 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 you know there is a difference yeah you know that's important
0: it is and that's one thing I taught my kids makes sure you you're you're addressing them by Mr or mrs mm-hmm. you know and even if they'd tell you that their first name is so and so you know my first name is Frank I was like no it's Mr. Johnson or mm-hmm. Mr. Smith. Yeah, or we've have. not
1: we've not always done that, especially with the closer the closer ones. Um, I don't know. I, I, growing up on the mission field for our kids, uh, they called a lot of people Uncle This or Aunt This, mm-hmm. which is a little bit similar. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I definitely see your point though. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good one. Yeah. Now, another thing I would add though to this conversation um you talked about areas that we may have failed Mm -hmm. and i think i really wish that so i dennis has said multiple times you know it's and i think he says it again this this chapter sorry uh that your children Kind of view the Lord and come to view life first mm-hmm. and foremost through their experience with you, right? right, right. As a father. And uh, a lot of, obviously, a lot of the character that they end up developing will reflect your own character. Mm-hmm. And that's, there's a lot of weight in that. I wish that I had had the wisdom earlier on to seek out my own flaws, mm-hmm. my own vices. Yeah. Um, I wish I would have had the wisdom and, the, and made it a priority to do that uh, and kind of dealt with those before I was kind of thrown into the midst of being a dad of five and, mm-hmm. and, and husband and, you know, work and everything else where I just feel so overwhelmed on so many days, like I can't get anything else done. You know, I wish I would have dealt with those earlier mm-hmm. so that I wasn't passing on. Those negative qualities to my kids, and just yeah. so that I could be a better example to them in, in different ways, or just a more consistent example. So that's definitely something I would encourage young fathers or you know potential fathers uh, in the near future to start doing right now. Yeah, and even if you're not married and you're you're a single guy listening to this, for the sake of your own, for your, for the sake of your wife, and then eventually your children, you need to deal with your baggage now yeah yeah it is infinitely more difficult when you get married Mm
0: -hmm. yeah that's a good point
1: so um all right uh building block number two relationships how do i love others and this essentially he says jesus in response to what is the greatest commandment Mm -hmm. uh which To quote it specifically, it's love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself. Uh, He sums it up by saying life is about relationships with God and And others, others, right? Um, Knowing how to uh, communicate and speak respectfully, to forgive, um, to uh, control your selfishness, um, and how to love other imperfect human beings, Mm -hmm. which is everyone, yeah, right?
0: Yeah, and I think, I mean, it's super important. And I do think that people gravitate towards um, people who who are loving others. Mm-hmm. Like if you have that characteristic of being a, I mean, just being a, a loving person to others and not a lover of yourself, then you are, I mean, people are drawn to that. Mm-hmm. And you do build a lot more. You know, you can build those strong relationships, but I do think that society today just seems like it just seems like everything's about me, me, me. Mm-hmm. It's very self centric. So very self centric, and so the relationships that are being built are still, what can I get out of the relationship? Right, right. What can you do for me? Mm-hmm. And if you don't do certain this or that, or you say certain this or that, you're offending me. You mm-hmm. are. You know, it's it's all about me, and it's not that servanthood. Yeah, you know the old acronym: Jesus others you. The mm-hmm. joy that you can truly have is if your primary focus is on Jesus, mm-hmm. secondary is on others, and then the third one on yourself. Mm-hmm.
1: I like that. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And I, I mean, I think ultimately what he's getting here at is well, he says many of these lessons will be learned in the laboratory of your child's home. That's really interesting. Actually. I love that, Hmm. that word picture that the home is a laboratory of sorts, you know, where he's testing things out and he's observing things Mm -hmm. and he's experiencing things. And then whatever he tests and experiences is what he's going to take away when he goes out into the world to start his own family. Um, so yeah, I think that the fact that so much of the world is self-centric today it's re- is reflected in the divorce rate, mm-hmm. you know, right? I mean, we, on a, apparently uh, a rather shallow level are thinking of the other person when we're married. Um But when, after we're married and things start to get rough, our self-centeredness comes out, Yeah. right? Um I'm not gonna love you unless you respect me. And I'm not gonna respect you unless you love me. So now there's this stalemate, mm-hmm. right? There's mm-hmm. no like even if you're not respecting me right now, I'm going to love you, which is going to actually break mm-hmm. this stalemate and bring about respect. Or even if you're not loving me right now, I'm going to respect you. know, mm-hmm. we will accomplish the same thing, this laying uh, oneself down or denying oneself for the sake of the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's also pretty apparent in, in parenting. How many times do we parent <clears throat> or correct out of frustration or annoyance? Right, like that's just selfishness. That's yeah. really what it is. I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm not correcting you because or for your own well being. Ultimately, I mean, like it's there. That that is a desire. But what made me snap is you're being really annoying right now, right? <laughs> or you, you're you're really frustrating me. Or we've talked about this so many times, you know. It's 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 not a, it's not a concern actually for the child's well being. Like yeah. there, there's actually this is flowing out of my own selfishness. Yeah. I don't want to be dealing this, with this right now. Right, right, right. And almost like I shouldn't have to be dealing with this right now. Like yeah. there's some sense of uh, entitlement, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But when you take on uh, the role of a husband and the role of a father, you are essentially committing to greater levels of selflessness than you've ever had to experience. Mm -hmm. I think we really, I mean, if we, if we could really understand that before we get married and before Mm -hmm. we parent, I I think our relationships would be so much better.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Isn't it, isn't it true? Like when we, when you hear about like, oh, you got to get married because it just, it just brings you so much joy. Yeah. Right. That's kind of a selfish statement. It's yeah. not it's not that it's not true, but if that's all that we're hearing.
0: Yeah. And and if that's the reason, if that is your motivation, right. And you do get the joy in the beginning when the joy goes away, because inevitably it
1: Yeah, it's not consistent. It's
0: not consistent. Yeah. There are well, days where you
1: want to pull your hair out. Yeah. If you have any. Yeah. Still, <laughs> you know.
0: The yeah. When the joy goes away, then it's like, okay, don't need to be married anymore. Right. Thing. Right. thing. So that's Yeah, that's true.
1: So he closes with this. He said he needs to know, your son needs to know that if he doesn't have good relationships, I put that word good in there, then he's missing out on life. Mm -hmm. Life is really about loving God and loving the people around you. Yeah. So teaching him how to have solid relationships, preparing him to have solid relationships with you guys first, with the siblings. Yeah and then eventually with his wife and with his kids. Um, I will say that we've not done it yet. We have had lots of conversations, but you know, as my boys approach that age where they may be moving out of the home, um, I've been planning to uh, read with them certain books on marriage mm-hmm. and on parenting Yeah, because as crazy as it sounds, four, uh, four years from my oldest son's age right now, I was married. <laughs> and six months later uh, we were pregnant with him Yeah, you know right. what I'm saying like that's that's gonna come by in no time Yeah, you know we're so we're so focused on you gotta get a great grade in science and math and whatever Yeah, but the actual life skills mm-hmm. that are more important than anything else love God love neighbor we don't really do a great job equipping them for mm-hmm. and so I, I really want to spend time helping them understand the importance of relationships and uh uh, understanding what marriage and parenting is yeah. and what it can be, what issues they may need to deal with in themselves before they commit.
0: Yeah. So speak to the dad out there, dad, mom out there who have maybe an only child um, that has a hard time building any kind of relationships mm-hmm. like friend-wise or what have oh, you. Oh, the, the child does? Yeah. <clears throat> what are some things that um you would encourage them to do in order to um help foster this because you know you do want them to have relationships. Mm-hmm. Is
1: friends. this something that you have experienced like that you know of?
0: Um I I personally have not experienced it. Um most I mean just being with I've got four boys that are you know they're all four years apart. So they've always had each other. So they've had that laboratory in Mm -hmm. the house already. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, the one that's autistic, um, Scott, um, you know, he probably has the, the the hardest time making friends outside of the family, but he does still have friends. Mm -hmm. Um, But the friends that he has are, you know also on the spectrum generally mm-hmm. so um if we were to get them together generally it's just both of them off on their own <laughs> you know, like we're trying to let's have a good time together i had invited one of his friends over one night and, and i had a bunch of guys over playing cards and i said well why don't you bring your son um and because he, he knows scott and they go to church together and everything and the whole time I was like, Hey Scott, why don't you uh, tell Ian why don't you show Ian this? Or why don't you show this? And each time Scott's eh, I don't know. No, yeah. Eh. I'm like, Oh my gosh, how difficult it is to but I don't know him personally if he needs that relationships yeah. so, yeah. just because of that. I don't know. <clears throat> but I also know of parents who, you know, they're just they're Their kids are just home alone all the time. They just Mm. don't have friends. Mm.
1: I think it's a difficult answer or a different difficult question to answer because every situation is going to be unique. I think that there are kids who just don't need it as much. You know, they're they're more introverted and they have a couple friends, but they don't need a lot of friends. You know, they just don't, and that's okay. That's that's totally fine. You know, maybe they're more intellectual or they like to read and you know like to study and whatever. Maybe when you get together, you know, you just want to make sure that they have good social skills. They don't yeah. need a lot of friends, but you want to make sure that they have good social skills around adults as well as their peers. Mm-hmm.
0: But um, you don't think then that as they get older, that that same like uh, isolation, but the whole idea of iron sharpening iron, if they do not have at least one mm-hmm. or two close relationships, that yeah, they're yeah, going I mean, like, to be are we talking
1: out. like a hermit kind of a person? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't, if that's what we're talking about, I don't know. I'd have to think about that. I don't know that many people that are that way.
0: I've seen a few. And because I've, they've had, generally they have some kind of social quirks Mm -hmm. or what have you. Right. And then in the general, general, like their classmates or whatever are not interested in. Right. Right. In whatever. So you know i've always encouraged my boys to go and find mm-hmm. those people mm-hmm. yeah we've done um, the same Jill herself that's the people are attracted to her because she's you know she seems to attract those kind of people mm-hmm. as well um but and then there's also the backlash of that cuz sometimes they latch on and mm-hmm. it's like a it's too much it's too it's overwhelming much yeah because you're their only friend yeah you know type thing but i do think that if you if you guys do have a child like that, I think the um, one of the things is to to seek out the, um, I guess we call to get to that mission point. Let's take a quick break here. So um, what I was saying was that a. a good method of, of helping someone who doesn't have a lot of friends is to put them in front of people, mostly through some kind of service. Mm. So you help them, you know, volunteer at certain places, possibly. I mean, we can do it as a family or we can do it as, you know, a father-child situation. Um, but eventually get them to the point where they're doing those things on their own. And they will, to me, they, they will start developing relationships with like-minded people because they're serving with other people <coughs> who also want to serve. Right, you
1: know. people of good character. Yeah, point number one. Yeah, that's really good. That's a really good source of advice. Yeah,
0: that's one of the things that I think we could do, at any rate.
1: Yeah, I think it's fantastic. Um, okay, so building block number three, mm-hmm. identity. So we've gone through character, Establishing good character, uh, understanding relationships, that and now
0: thirty minutes
1: understanding identity. <laughs> yeah, this one right here is identity pretty big.
0: in this culture right now. Uh, right, <laughs> this might take three or four podcasts now.
1: Yeah. You so the basis of understanding identity is helping them understand that they are made in the image of God. Nica. Super important because if you understand that you're made in the image of God, you understand that there is. Uh, naturally, this value and worth about you that nobody can take away. And if you understand that to be true of yourself, it's going to protect you from a lot of negative thoughts, yeah. right? Talking down about yourself, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> prevent you, uh, at least help prevent you from becoming depressed etc you know like this is this is who i am i've been made in his image and then if you've come to christ uh, he's loved me enough to suffer for me right and then unite me back to himself and and build me up into that image that i was created to become mm-hmm. right like again there's value there uh, i am loved yeah. so this is that has to be foundational to your child which again that comes through Everyday conversations. It comes through being uh, consistent and going to church, being around people who understand this as well and who will affirm it uh, in their lives and being consistent in your own uh, spiritual leadership of them in the home through daily Bible reading and prayer and mm. things like that.
0: Yeah. It's a good point because when you go back to the second point of relationships, I think that is a, an error of society that we do get our. A value out of their mm. relationships. Yeah. And I mean, that's how, why the Instagram and the Facebook and all that kind of stuff thrive because you are we're looking for value, affirmation. Getting, right? Yeah, you're looking for affirmation. Yeah. But it is, it's inherent. Mm-hmm. You were created with affirmation, you were mm. created with the value, mm. and you don't have to seek it from uh, others. Mm.
1: Um, On the other hand, we are created for
0: community. Yeah,
1: right. But I think maybe I mean do we do we want to say something like um, the problem with Instagram and, and whatever it might be is that when people go there to see to, to get the the affirmation, they do whatever they dress up like whatever you know they put on such and such makeup whatever it might be in order to get people's attention and mm-hmm. receive the affirmation that they want um, they're do, they're placing that the desire for other people's uh, praise mm-hmm. above God's praise mm-hmm. right and that's the problem because it's kind of become this idol in their life yeah, right. and then they they find themselves in a hole because people's praise is so fickle mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's just up and down right um and and so if you're if if that's your God, essentially, on one day or for a week or a month or even years, things are going great, but then when people turn on you, it throws you into despair, mm-hmm. right, versus if you know if you have as your bedrock, and no matter what people say about me, God loves me, and he made me to be in communion with him, right and he will never not want to be in communion with me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and his mercy is new every day, no matter how much I mess up. Right. Right? He's always there to receive that repentant prodigal son. There there's there's uh there's a solid ground to that, right? That just keeps you stable. And I I do think, man, I mean how many how many problems are out there today? in the culture. I, I think it's probably true for every generation. We look for affirmation through our friends in yeah. In an unhealthy way, at least for some part of our life. But right. I feel like today it's just exponentially more. Hmm. Maybe that's because of I mean, our it access. It seems to like so that's what people. statistics are
0: kind right. of indicating that right, there is right. a, you know, higher suicide rate. Right. that's it's the highest in any generation. Depression rates and especially among teens and, mm-hmm. So, yeah.
1: so there's a pressure among our teens to look for affirmation in their peers in unhealthy ways, mm-hmm. and they're pressured to do certain things or say certain things, act certain ways, think certain ways, believe certain things, right, listen to certain things, whatever it might be, in order to gain that affirmation. Mm-hmm. Your teen will experience this yeah. to some degree. Right. There's just no question about it. Your boy will experience this. Your girl mm-hmm. will experience this. And so as fathers... Helping them understand who they are in Christ mm-hmm. and then helping them understand who they are to you mm-hmm. is of vital importance. Right. Yeah. So that so that they they know that whatever happens with their friends and they fall down, they're always falling on that love of God and love of their own earthly father and mother. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's always some there's always this safe place right. for them to go. Yeah. I mean imagine the imagine the the teen out there who doesn't understand this about their identity mm-hmm. that they've been made in God's image and they don't have a great relationship at home, yeah when their friends fail them or when when their friends on Facebook or mm-hmm. Instagram fail them, what is there right you know so this is extremely extremely important
0: yeah. Yeah, I do. I mean, personally, I've had—I mean, was one of my failures as well as that. I mean, I had a—not—he wasn't a wayward teen. He was just—we just butted heads, you know, in his teenage years. Um, one of my sons, and um, later came out that he just didn't think that I loved him, mm. and so I did not provide that affirmation. Just the things that I was doing, I almost felt like I. You know, he knew that, I guess he did say, he said, I know you love me, but he felt like, you know, I love the other kids more. Mm -hmm. You know, I love his brother more, you know, um, because I was always kind of standing up for, you know, the underdog generally. I see. Sometimes. And um, and so I would just, yeah, I I did not uh, affirm him in that way. And I should have. As much as he needed. As much as he needed. Yeah. And because I didn't realize it because right. we're button heads. So sometimes mm. it's just like you said before, it's my own emotions, my anger, my frustration would be coming out as yeah. far as like, no, I, I, you know, it's not that I don't love him, but I'm so upset with him. I don't want really to talk to him. Mm. <laughs> and, you know, especially if your siblings are doing what I want them to do mm. or need them to do or whatever, you know, you just feel. Like, okay, it's much easier dealing with these kids mm-hmm. than it is dealing with mm-hmm. you. So, easier to show them love, easier to show them affection and affection. Love and affection. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, that was, I mean, our relationship is really good now, but <laughs> it was a rough time mm-hmm. that I had to go through mm-hmm. for a little bit. And I'm sure dads out there um, that are dads of teens, especially, have um, gone through that.
1: Yeah. Um, So the other aspect of this that Dennis brings up is not only do we want them to understand their identity in God, that they've been made in his image and what that means for their value and worth, but also that being made in his image entails their responsibility Hmm. to him, their accountability to him, right? Um, So a boy needs to realize that as God's creation. He's accountable to God for his life and how he lives it. Hmm. So helping them understand this fear of God, right? Mm-hmm. That 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 they need to have. Yeah. He made them. He's their creator. He's right. their owner. Right. This kind of goes back to the authority conversation that we had. Yeah. That they're not so he points out, you know, it, it is the way of every human being, if not taught otherwise, to become increasingly self absorbed, right? And mm-hmm. self centric like like we said. Yeah. But we want our kids to be God centric. This yeah. life is not about you. It's not about me. First and foremost, it's about him. It's mm-hmm. about the Lord, right? And becoming everything that he has created you to be. But that goes back to the greatest commandment. You know, it's all about loving him and loving others before yourself. And in that, you will find the joy and satisfaction that you're really looking for. Not yeah. in the self-indulgence, self-absorption that the uh, cultures trying to get you to fall into yeah, right yeah
0: so they did talk a little bit about you know what it means to be a boy what does it mean to be a, a girl mm-hmm. or, you know how's that different than being a girl or what have you what are some of those things and that's the big societal you know Issue. conflict that we have mm-hmm. in our current situation in our current era um so i'm glad that he you know kind of addressed that um I have been, you know, fortunate enough not to have to deal with that. At least my, I've got all boys and they all are, do boy things and Mm -hmm. like, you know, try to embrace their masculinity, I guess. Um, And, but I I do know, I have, you know, friends in our church who have um, kids that are struggling with that and I don't know really how to you know I can't counsel they're not asking for my counsel either but it just I can't imagine having to deal with you know yeah, very hard someone who is struggling in that area mm-hmm. um,
1: which there can be many and there are many reasons why that happens mm-hmm. for some for some kids it's complex like, like everything else in life there's not just one reason why these kids are struggling you know um, but Dennis's point here is that for your boys, you need to make sure that early on, you're not shaming them for their boyishness, for their for their uh, masculinity, mm-hmm. right? But rather, you, he says, he needs to have his budding masculinity affirmed and embraced mm-hmm. as he grows up, like celebrated. Mm-hmm. You're a boy. You're masculine. You like to take risks. You know. You like to protect. You like to be aggressive. You know. Th- these are good things. Mm-hmm. Um Sometimes can they get a control? Yes, um talk about that as a couple what that looks like. you know, really hear from the dad we've talked about this in part uh mm-hmm. before, but sometimes it just needs to be harnessed and pointed in the right direction, but those are good things like that's that's how God has made your your boy to be, so right. he should feel comfortable in his own masculinity, yeah in order to become the man that he
0: yeah. needs to be I think in a few earlier chapters it was like to encourage it a little bit as mm-hmm. a dad, you need to encourage some of that risk taking, mm-hmm. encourage some mm-hmm. of that.
1: And we talked about this, I think uh, in our rough house, yeah, in the uh, rough house podcast. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Very good. So the last thing uh, in this section, he talks about, um, I th- I'm just going to read it. He says a boy needs to understand that he also possesses emotions that are part of his identity from the very start at birth, his security and ultimately his stability depends on the love or lack of love he receives from his parents Mm -hmm. the emotional support affirmation and affection he sees demonstrated between his dad and mom are as important as anything that they teach him Mm -hmm. so both the support and affirmation and affection he sees between his parents Mm -hmm. so this isn't i mean as part of this dad podcast obviously we're not just talking about your relationship with your kids yeah but foundational to that, that, those relationships is your relationship to your wife. Right. So we do have to be working on both simultaneously, and that can get difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that relationship, but then there's also making sure that they feel secure in your love and affirmation for them. Yeah. Both from you and your wife. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. And if you're not married, mm-hmm. for you and your and their mother. Mm. So, how you treat their mother, even if you are not m- married to them right. at this point, yeah, yeah, that um,
1: is a is important. Mm-hmm. How you talk about her when she's not around, yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah,
0: and and inevitably, inevitably it's all your relationships. So they're going to see how you, you know, how you act with your in laws, how mm-hmm. you act with, you know. Uh, your other siblings um and i in every family there's you know there's messy families out mm-hmm. there and um they 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 will see that and see how you handle those things as well yeah again going back to relationships mm-hmm. loving others as you love yourself. And going back to character Oh, there's a right way. There's Mm -hmm. a wise way. There's a foolish way Mm -hmm. for all those kind of all building on each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it
1: is kind of a step one, step two. Establish wisdom and then establish loving other people, which ultimately flows out of wisdom. Mm -hmm. Love God, love others as yourself. And then once those two things are set and understood, identity, who you are and what's your mission, which is this next building block. Um I, th- I just think, man, especially as I have teens now, I'm hearing more and more this like longing to know and to have purpose mm-hmm. in life. Like, what am I supposed to do? Right. You know, and part of me wants to say, dude, you're only 16. Like, you're <laughs> only 17. Nobody really knows what they're going to do at that time. Right. Like, many people think that they know, yeah. but the average college student, for example, changes their major five times. Right. You know, like they don't know. Yeah. Um, I you know, like I when I was a kid, I wanted to be an astronaut, I wanted to be a doctor, I wanted to be a singer, I wanted to be a missionary, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like it just changes all the time. Um <clears throat> but there is something intuitive, like they they know that they're here for a purpose, and that's true, and we need to communicate that to our kids. Mm-hmm. God's created them uniquely to accomplish unique things specific to them. And it's part of our dad task to help identify qualities natural bents and interests in their life natural skill sets um to help point them in a direction that they can fulfill discover and fulfill that purpose yeah
0: yeah i like that so that is the next the purpose or mission mm-hmm. is that the next thing mm-hmm. yep. and basically what's the question of where why am i here
1: why am i here yeah,
0: yeah let's a. uh I think that's a question sometimes we ask ourselves, even at our age. Mm -hmm. That's (laughs) very true. Am I still fulfilling the purpose? I mean, it's an ongoing thing. It's Mm -hmm. not like you get the answer and then you, okay, this is my whole purpose for life. Yeah. Maybe, maybe,
1: maybe in some cases it it is. You know, I'm like, there are people who, at least on a larger scale, like, you know, they became a pastor or whatever when they're in their 20s and they do it until their death. Yeah. You know, like that's right. what God had for them. Yeah. Um, that happens sometimes. Uh, but for most people, maybe, is that what you want to say? I would think for it the majority changes.
0: of people. I mean, just in I mean, you know, just as a parent, you know, your circumstances are going to change. So what is your mission? Whatever you were doing before you had kids mm-hmm. is one thing. Once mm-hmm. you had kids, that mission changes. And then once your kids are older and out of the house, mission changes again. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that there is a... So it changes with phases of life. It changes with the phases of yeah. life. Yeah, right. and, and
1: actually each of those phases becomes a mission Yeah. as right. well. Right. You know, like right. part of my, we've talked about this before, it, and Dennis talks about it here, for many men, their primary mission in life is to build a successful career, mm-hmm. right? Um, and provide for their families, retire comfortably, whatever. Um, but the ultimate mission like if we want to speak generally is to please god right to live faithfully toward him no matter what we're experiencing jobs may go up and down income may go up and down lots of storms may come there's going to be valleys there's going to be mountains but ultimately you want to stay faithful to christ that's your number one mission right We, we need to keep that in perspective the second uh, or maybe a close second, I don't know if we might want to reordinate these later, but is living uh, in your home as the man that you need to be, right? Your your mission is to be a godly husband uh, and to serve your wife and love her as Christ loves the church. Your mission is to be a godly dad and uh, to raise up, as he says here, arrows, right? Arrows in your quiver. He quotes, um, Psalm 127, he says, Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. How blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. And He talks about that imagery being powerful. He says, uh, Boys need to understand that they are not here on earth just to achieve worldly success and comfort.
0: They don't stay in the quiver.
1: Right. They don't stay in the quiver. They're here to strike a blow against evil, to make a mark on their world.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Kyle and Luke say this often. That um, one of their uh, matras is to, you know, they want to bring heaven to mm, earth. Mm. You know, they are the slice of heaven um, to the people that they are encountering. Mm. So that's part of their mission. Yeah, um, I'm going to show heaven. I'm going to be mm. um, it's beautiful. Be that for whatever situation they're in. That's that's their primary job. So.
1: Like that a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. I like the last uh, one of the last quote on that is that is that you're That's what the purpose of the arrows are, and he said something about you know, that's what every person's mission is, right. including you. Right, right. right. We we you, too are arrows. You we're an arrow as well. Yeah. I like that the way he said it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, so. anything else you got for uh, that you wanna? Uh, I mean, all.
1: essentially, you know, he just says, um, we he, he doesn't want us to miss the importance of these, answering these four questions, really establishing these four building blocks, mm-hmm. character, relationships, identity, mission in our kids' lives, because a lost boy, meaning a boy who is missing one or more of these building blocks in their life, will become a lost man. Mm-hmm. And so you really want your, your boys to understand each of these things and have them Solidly established in their lives, yeah. As they leave your home,
0: and that goes back to the first quote, right? It's easier to build boys than to mend men. Yeah, because if they're lost men, then they're going to need mending.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it doesn't mean that because you have had issues when you were a boy and you are a man that needs mending that mm-hmm. you can't get mended. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So there is there's also comfort in that. Yeah. You know, sometimes I think when we're going through these and I know in the next chapter um Dennis uh talks about his dad. Um you know, it just seems like it's like the perfect mm. father, perfect, you know, all the things he's saying about man, he was the best dad. Mm-hmm. And you know, I already know me personally, I've got a lot of failures mm-hmm. <laughs> in my life, personal failures. And so I already know I was not the best dad. I couldn't I wasn't the most respected. I mean, I've got mm-hmm. you know lots of haters out there mm-hmm. because of things that I've done in my past. So that doesn't mean that you can't you know st- still be that for your kids, you know. Don't dwell on the past. But start building your future. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I would say this might seem a little bit left field, but I don't think it is. I think that if you're a man out there and you have some issues, you know that you have these issues. And if you're a typical man, you don't like to talk about those issues. You don't really open up to anybody about them. And the idea, for example, of going to a counselor seems really weak. Mm -hmm. you know, And and you don't want to have to admit to anybody that you're seeing a counselor. But, I want to say this. I, I truly believe that everybody actually needs to see a counselor. <laughs> yeah right, right I mean, right. we just ev- no matter who you are, there are issues in your past, even if you had fantastic parents, you didn't have perfect parents. Yeah. you know. Um, it could be things that happened in your home in your school, within in relationships, some kind of trauma, whatever it is. Those things have made you the person you are to be uh, or that that you are today. Um, and they need overcoming, you know, and it's, I, I would just really encourage men to go to a counselor to, to get help just to talk things through. It doesn't mean you're crazy. It yeah. just means that you are a human and you have emotional things that you need to work through yeah. to become more whole, you know, and this goes back. I would tie it into one of the earlier comments in this podcast that the earlier you do that, the better your family will be for it Yeah. before you even date Ideally, before you get married. If if you're already married, before you have kids. If you've already got kids, do it as soon as you can.
0: Mm-hmm. Take care of of those issues. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a nice, uh, nice chapter. Ready for uh, chapter? Where are we on? Seven. Chapter seven next yep, week. Yeah, move along. So sounds good. Um, any last words? Nope. All right. Well, always remember that real dads lead.